0: Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us, and I really believe that today is going to be a blessing for you and really help you to go to that next level in what you are desiring uh, with God. And so today's topic is an interesting one. It's called How to Cultivate an Abundance Mindset. And I am really excited to be joined by my amazing husband, Dave Metcalf.
0: Hey, amazing wife, Karen. I love (laughs) you. And thanks for uh, joining the two of us.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And we're really leading up to the Wealth Builders Conference that is in uh, February of 2024. Mm -hmm. It's been really fun because as we were putting this together, we just found that we were really learning and just being reminded of some things. And I think that's One of the things that's so beautiful about Wealth Builders is it's continually challenging us. And also, when we read scriptures, there is layers of revelation as we go through them. Mm -hmm. So I am really excited to share with all of you what Dave and I have been studying out here. And I would really encourage you to go ahead and get a notebook out, grab a pen, and uh, jot these things down. We're organizing this in a way to give you some really concise things that you can activate and move forward with in your life. Um, And if you have not yet registered for the Wealth Builders Conference 2024, please do so. Go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events, and we even have a VIP option, Mm. which is brand new this year, Dave.
0: Okay. Mm. So what's the VIP option?
1: Well, that is where there is a select group of people. We've actually maxed it out at 50 um, that are going to be able to join the, the speakers and um, the presenters mm-hmm. in a small group setting for lunches and a breakfast where we're going to be able to communicate with them in a, like um, more directly, meaning like a two-way communication, you might mm-hmm. say. And we're going to take questions. Um, We're going to give people some answers. It's going to give us an opportunity to go ahead and meet more people on a personal level. And of course, there is food involved, Mm -hmm. which is always good.
0: That's always good. And I think it's great that you bring this up now because when you think about looking out around a curve, you don't always think about what's around the curve, what's coming up. And with the holidays, sometimes we get a little distracted by what's in front of us, like Turkey Day coming up here pretty quick. (laughs) So I think it's a really great idea to plan ahead and and think through, okay, I'm going to finish out this year. It's going to be great, but I'm Mm going to start my new year in a really positive way. And I'm going to get involved with the community that's going to help me grow, not just personally, but financially, because it's a great combination. So I think it's great you're bringing it up.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's great too. And we're at a hotel, a brand new hotel this year um, that you might, it's nicer than a lot of the hotels we've been at. We've really enjoyed the hotels we've we've been at with the Wealth Builders Conference, but with the growth we're seeing, and it just seems like God is really putting on people's hearts to grab hold of this with, mm-hmm. you know, the legacy, with generational wealth And so just even adding this VIP, oh, I didn't mention there's a swag bag, (laughs) Ah, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is really fun. We're putting some cool things in there. But anyway, I I really think that this year is going to be very, very special. And looking back at even the wealth builders of this year, we started to step into with Billy, Billy stepped into more of a prophetic Mm -hmm. anointing. Mm -hmm. And we've really seen that carried through with the workshops. And so there's definitely the natural knowledge, which is super important, but there's like the spiritual foundation, knowledge, and even a prophetic part that's become really part of our culture at Wealth Builders. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. And Anybody coming, everybody coming to this event Mm -hmm. is a very important person.
1: Absolutely. I think
0: part of the thinking behind uh, a limited number is some individuals want to really press in and go deep. They want to really like hit this Mm -hmm. and draw in. So what you've actually done is you've actually created opportunities Mm -hmm. for people that want to go deeper, quicker and um, and that's these great events you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So when you do register, you'll see the option on there for the VIP package. And also, we've got something we've been adding to. That's the Young Entrepreneurs Network mm-hmm. and uh, or Young Real Estate Investors. And so if you are in the age group, if you're under 35, 35 or under, or if you've got children or grandchildren that fit that age group, This has been so powerful. And this last time we did the real estate workshop, we walked away. Um, with Levi and Carly, and we just looked at each other and we said, wow, what just happened? It mm-hmm. was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so also that opportunity for young people to connect. And I think that event is happening on Friday night. That's completely free. You don't need to be part of the VIP. But my point is that I really encourage you to look at all the options that we're offering. They are very thoughtful. They're they're there for a purpose mm-hmm. to help you really go in deeper with what God has called you to do.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, probably the majority of people that are engaging at this time with wealth builders are probably 40 years old and up, maybe mm-hmm. 50 years old mm-hmm. and up as a majority. But one of the things that's beautiful about these young entrepreneurs is that we can all think about somebody that we, we would like to help yes. get ahead of like all the years of what it took for us yeah. to do. <laughs>
1: so many times have we said, if I would have only known yeah. this, right?
0: So maybe someone listening knows somebody that they're thinking, oh, wow, I, I could actually invite that person to come mm-hmm. and that would be a big benefit.
1: Yeah, so, that's so good. All right. Well, Dave, we have had so much fun um, studying this together and putting Mm -hmm. together some information. And the title of this podcast today is uh, How to Cultivate an Abundance Mindset. And we were really purposeful in not giving you 20 things, (laughs) (laughs) which we could have, right? And we will maybe at some point. Um, But today we're going to cover three keys to cultivating an abundance mindset. And these are the three keys that we're going to cover: prosperity as a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, don't limit God. Right. And number three, we've we've just called beyond ourselves. And so, the first key that we're going to cover is prosperity has a purpose. And there is a key verse that we um, thought would really fit and help with this. So Dave, will you go ahead and share that with them?
0: Sure. This is Psalms 115. This is the Passion Translation, which is really wonderful to engage in because of the, the beautiful way that it describes things. Beginning in verse 14, it says, God himself will fill you with more. I mean, you could camp out on just yeah, that right there.
1: that's like, good. God's going to fill
0: you with more. And that actually goes along with John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I've come to give you an abundant life, mm-hmm. which is the quality of life that he has, that he wants to give. So when you think about the prosperity or the abundance mindset, you got to realize the mindset started with God.
1: It's so good.
0: So... Because We're not
1: begging God to give us it.
0: Right, it's, it's like His idea.
1: Exactly. So
0: because it's His idea, God Himself will fill you with more. And Jesus saying, I've come to give you an abundant life. The verse goes on, blessings upon blessings will be heaped upon you. I like that heaped idea. I, I do I'm,
1: too. I'm,
0: is that like, it's probably like a farm term where they just keep <laughs> heaping on, like piling on the hay or something.
1: Yeah, uh, or ice cream.
0: I, that, even better yeah. <laughs> Don't stop at two scoops. So, but God's idea is to heap upon you and upon your children, which I love the generational mm-hmm. thinking that God has here, from the maker of heaven and earth. So in the context of the, of the all-powerful creator God, mm-hmm. he's wanting to bless us. He's wanting to just heap it on, more than double scoop. And it's not just upon us, it's upon our children. And it goes on to say, the very God who made you. The very God who made you, the heavens belong to our God. They are his alone, but he has given us the earth and put us in charge.
1: Yeah, and that when we were putting this together, that just really jumped out at me because it it became like um, a calling or or really a positive response to what God has already done. And so when it talks about the blessings upon blessings will be heaped upon you and upon your children from the maker of heaven and earth, the very God who made you, you know, like the source is the God that made us, right? And that the heavens belong to our God, they're his alone. But he on the earth is dependent upon us uh, because he has actually put us in charge of what happens here on earth. And so in some ways, it's like, hey, this is really exciting. He's an extended trust to us. But on the other side, there's just like this, wow, he he's like, he's trusted us to actually take this. He's put us in charge. And part of that is, is communicating, sharing with our children that God has abundance in mind, but there's a purpose behind that prosperity. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really interesting how God works in that way because you think about a, uh, a household. Well, God is in charge of everything, but he technically gave us the remote control to the TV. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: And you can just tell by the choices we make with that remote control because we're in charge of the, of the remote control. You can tell that sometimes we click to a better channel than others. Yes. And God has these great channels for us. He has these great things for us to see and hear and experience. Uh, but he's put us in charge because he wants us to make that choice. Yeah. To move towards him and what he's already provided.
1: You know, it just reminds me when we turn on we have a smart TV and when we turn that on, uh, usually it defaults to one of the live television channels and it's usually something like really like <laughs> weird that come from? and not good. And it's like I need to turn that I just turn it off as soon as possible, mm-hmm. right? Well, there's some things that in this responsibility that we do need to turn off. And those are thoughts and ideas that are contrary to God's will. Um, But on the positive side, when we choose, like you say, to tune into a channel that is God's channel, we are feeding on the things that He has provided for us. And we know that that always leads to life. And in in this case, talking about prosperity it leads to us walking out that path of prosperity that He's called us to with His purpose in mind. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. And prosperity, to just keep in mind, is having all the resources to accomplish God's will in your life. I know that's something you're going to talk about here, but it's a great thing to point out because some people may be thinking, okay, where are we landing on the prosperity message?
1: Well, there's been a lot of teaching that's been, you know, not, you know, not God. I mean, on the poverty, like God wants you poor, but then also um, a little bit on the prosperity side where if you don't have, you know, all (laughs) the riches or the boat, the car, the whatever, the big house that somehow it it reflects your spirituality or whatever. So there's two, you know, there's ditches, right? Mm -hmm. But this is really about focusing on, I think from a very healthy level, which Billy and Becky teach, like the whole purpose of prosperity. He wants you to have an enjoyable life. He wants you to have a nice car. He wants you to have a great home, but it's a heart thing. So it's about like, Lord, what would you have me do? I wanna pursue this. And in this, um, we know we're gonna be prosperous. But knowing the purpose behind it really keeps us in a safe place. But also it, it kind of lines us up with God's blessing and anointing where like he's going to his presence is going to be on that. Right. Because it's like this is how we're moving forward the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, it really is. And the prosperity to accomplish his will is key. And even Jesus, when he said in John 17, 4, I glorified you, which is his behavior, the, mm-hmm. way, he, the way he modeled and taught and lived out his life. Mm-hmm. He said, I glorified you and I accomplished all you gave me to do. Yeah. So when God gives you something to do, there's a purpose, there's a mm-hmm. ministry, he's going to give you the provision to make that happen.
1: He is, but we do need to cooperate with that. Right? Right. So um, we've got four keys here with under the context of prosperity has a purpose. So I would encourage you to write this down. So the first one we've already kind of mentioned, but it's having the resources necessary to accomplish God's will in your life. I, mean, I can't help but think of Andrew Womack with this. Right. You know, because um, it's you know, Andrew, You many of you know Andrew, and definitely follow him. Maybe you've gone to Karis Bible College. But he is all about accomplishing God's will in his life. Mm-hmm. And in that, do you know what? It takes money. It does. right? To build the student housing, to build the buildings, to pursue with the student center, to be on television. And so with that, you know God wants to provide the resources that is necessary for all of us to accomplish God's will. But in that, we do need to cooperate and agree with God on it so that it gives us that pathway to receive.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's really an interesting message because sometimes you hear Andrew and you hear him make a casual comment, mm-hmm. and then you think about the comment and you're like, what? Like, <laughs> Okay, what, what did he just say? Yeah. And speaking of the building, he actually said that he didn't have a moment where like, God didn't talk to him audibly. There wasn't something big that happened in the heavenlies. Mm -hmm. He had a desire in his heart to do this. Mm -hmm. And because he was delighting in the Lord, he went with the desire of his heart and he just took off with the idea that if God wanted to change something, of course, he can change anything. Yeah, he
1: can redirect anything. Yeah, he
0: could talk to him. He could adjust it. He could bring some clarity. But that, to me, was really a big... I mean, I know that verse, but... Gosh, I I heard about it. And I guess hearing about it in such the magnitude of a huge building, you're thinking, oh my goodness, you took off on that building just with...
1: Because it was a desire in your heart. A desire in your heart.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: There's so much freedom in that.
0: There really is.
1: That's yeah. awesome. So, number one is having the resources necessary to accomplish God's will in your life, and mm-hmm. we could we could actually do a whole podcast on that. Totally. But I'm going to try to move ahead. Okay, right. Let's move ahead. All right. The second one, and again, this is all under prosperity has a purpose, is to build wealth that makes a difference in society.
0: Yes. Yeah, that is a uh, that's a really great point because you, you kind of wonder, okay, uh, what does that look like? how big of a difference what does society mean Mm -hmm. and really when this is being said it just comes down to the idea that that we live around other people yeah and we happen to see something and if our heart is open there's two things that could happen one our own heart could say oh gosh i really want to help that person or that situation Mm -hmm. like i was talking to a a person uh, yesterday during lunch And they had an interest to help a a single lady that needed to move in their house, Mm -hmm. that needed to move from their house. And what they decided as a husband and wife was, hey, let's go ahead and contact a moving team, pay for it, Mm -hmm. and just tell her these guys want to help out. So, like, it's how they impacted society. But they wanted to direct their wealth. They wanted to give it a mission. They wanted to put some purpose behind it. And that purpose, it wasn't like God talked to them, actually. It's like they just had, hey, let's help this lady out. So it was in their own heart. And then there's other times where God puts it in your heart to make a difference in society and do something that, that makes a change. You yeah. know, it's, it's a betterment. So That's
1: really good. And if you don't have wealth to do that, you have nothing to draw from to be right. able to, to make that. So if they had nothing in their bank account, they wouldn't have been able to hire that moving company to help this lady. That's right? true,
0: and then sometimes you don't have to wait till you have money. You can use the wealth of your influence, mm-hmm. or you can use the wealth of your connections. You can you can help people in a way that need help that's not, sometimes it's more tangible, and um, you don't even have to wait till you have money.
1: Yeah, but it is nice to have that money. It's great to have to the money. To be able to do whatever God's <laughs> called you to do. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, the third one is leaving a legacy.
0: Mm-hmm. Leaving a legacy is really beautiful because when you think about how how God's mindset is about wealth, he always thinks generationally, and he thinks about not just you, but he thinks about the people coming be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kind of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph generational thinking. And when you're talking about a legacy, what you're really talking about is you are forming and building wealth that has a present impact and it has future ramifications that goes into a um, a future mm-hmm. and is making a statement. And part of that statement is to our children because the Bible Absolutely. specifically says to our children's children, which is even past our own kids, mm-hmm. it's their kids. So we've got like a little, you know, grand, grandchildren coming and, and you want to bless them.
1: Yep. Absolutely. It's a legacy. It is a legacy. And then wealth not directed could become corrupted.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a simple one because this is if your wealth doesn't have some kind of intention or purpose about it, it could end up anywhere. And one of my favorite stories, of course, is Moses. He goes up on the mountain to meet God. Mm -hmm. He comes back down all excited and he finds Aaron. And while he was gone... (laughs) All the people in Israel took all that gold they, they took from the Egyptians, which was a lot. They stuck it into a fire and a, and a calf came out.
1: <laughs> just came out. It
0: just came out. But that's the funny part of the story. Aaron says to Moses, I, I don't know what happened. These people, they, they put it in and, and, and this thing just came out. <laughs> well, some things could just come out if you're not on top of your wealth.
1: That's so good. Oh my goodness. And Billy says that prosperity without oh a purpose is dangerous. And I think that's a great example. We don't know where this calf came. Oh my
0: God. It just came out.
1: Oh my goodness. All right. So that's the first of three keys, which is prosperity has a purpose. The second one is don't limit God. And wow, we found a scripture here. Actually, we we're listening, we just got back from the Bethel Leader Conference and uh, we were listening to Bill Johnson on mm-hmm. this. And so go ahead and share that scripture.
0: Sure. This is out of Psalms 78, 41. And again, it's in the Passion Translation. It says, again and again, they limited God, preventing Him from blessing them. Continually, they turned their back from Him and provoked the Holy One of Israel. I think provoked is kind of like another way of saying, you know, it it frustrated God.
1: Yeah, it frustrated Him. And in some of the other translations, we're reading this in all sorts of translations because we're like, what? What is going on here? One of them was it hurt God. Mm -hmm. Um, And this really impacted me because, you know, Andrew's got a great teaching called Don't Limit God, And we've all been impacted by that. And this scripture is like, again and again, they limited God, preventing him from blessing them. Mm -hmm. And so that provoked God, that hurt God, um, other words in translations. But it just really pointed out to me that God is trying to get blessing to us. And there's things that we do, including our mindsets or other things that, that actually block him from blessing us. And I would say all of us, if we were thinking about this logically, we'd say, well, I don't want to block God's blessings. Of course you don't. But there's ways that we do that in limiting the possibilities that God has for a life.
0: Yeah. And those limits are They can be significant, but they're mostly between our two ears.
1: Unfortunately, we can't really (laughs) claim to be a victim in this. Uh, There is a responsibility that we have. And so we just listed out several things here that we think is really going to help you to kind of like, uh, you know, find those areas that we might be limiting God. And this isn't to be a criticism of anyone, but it's more to be like, hey, let's lift that glass ceiling and let's, let's um, allow God to do the amazing things in our life that he wants us to do.
0: Yes. Yeah, so one of them, the, one of the ways that we limit God mm-hmm. is not understanding what Jesus has already done in the heavenlies, and he just wants us to use our faith and our authority to establish it on mm-hmm. earth. And when we don't understand God's will in our life, then we're actually limited. Mm-hmm. Very limited.
1: That's so true, and um, it's very important because what we see in heaven, and there's no lack in heaven, is God's desire on the earth. So what can we do to facilitate that and get those limits off? Another one we talked about, which is big, is don't get into fear. It restricts. It intimidates. It's like an air going out of a balloon. It depletes our confidence and joy. Because of the anxiety that it causes.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, I'm really holding back here because I want to do that air going out of the (laughs) balloon sound effect. But you've all been in situations like little get togethers, (laughs) or maybe you're blowing up a balloon and somebody lets the balloon go and it's, you know, does that that sound so
1: that sound i'm trying to
0: spare everybody (laughs) from my sound effects but really fear is something that is very restrictive it's like this aroma that goes out Mm -hmm. and attracts the demonic
1: Mm -hmm. it does and
0: it is like just baiting it in saying come on over here because i've got fear yeah that's a problem
1: that's really a problem. And when we think about fear, fear is, we've got a whole major teaching on this because I really had to walk through this. But, you know, fear is um, thinking about things. And it's, oftentimes it's not even reality, not at all. It's something that you think may happen. And so fear is something to be dealt with. And in this area of, of don't limit God, Um, It's one of the tactics that the enemy uses to keep us kind of down, you might say.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Okay, the next one is get out of the idea of lack, that something is missing. When God is our source, there is nothing missing in him. And one of the little notes we put here is God's not a trickle. He's a gusher. Mm -hmm.
0: He really is. And this is actually an area that the enemy attempts to attack us in and if you go back as a biblical precedence it was the first thing that satan did in the mm-hmm. garden to the to eve mm-hmm. he actually got her to think that god wasn't really her source withholding something even yeah well she had to eat some she had to do something <laughs> to really get what she wanted and she just wanted to be like god i mean i think she had good intentions it wasn't like she was a bad person yeah And that's where the enemy comes in and tries to make you think. Well, if you just if you did this, Mm -hmm. or if you had this, and he tries to get us outside of God as our source, Mm -hmm. and that is a big limitation. Right, that is a
1: big limitation. Uh, The next one we have listed is incorrect belief systems, thinking that God's will is for us to be poor.
0: Yeah, people have spoken that over themselves. Uh, We've talked about this before. (laughs) How about
1: the Israel example? When the, we were in the example.
0: Life. Yeah, we met a guy that specifically told Karen and I that, that he had taken a, a vow. I a mean, poverty. Spoke it over himself, that he was going to be poor. So he didn't want any money. He just wanted to walk around looking shabby and, and all that because yeah. he was trying to live out this uh, poverty mentality. But even um, even my, like my mother coming mm-hmm. out of the Depression— she had a bit of a belief system that she wanted to really almost enter into that poverty she never got Mm. out of the depression in some ways right and she wanted to do her part which was the heart of a good person during the depression we want to help our soldiers in the war we want to do our part we want to conserve Mm. but she never got out of that thinking right and so you know, like 50 years later, she's still in the depression. It's so sad.
1: Yeah. And even when you think about that, how much better would it be if, if going into that depression time, there's more millionaires that were created than any other period of time, but how much better would it have been to, instead of like, I'm going to go into lack and I'm going to cut back on everything to say, wow, I've got abundance and let me bless those, those soldiers out of my abundance. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so one. Great. That could be a whole podcast, too. That could be a whole <laughs> The next one, and again, under the topic of Don't Limit God, is pride. It sets us up for a fall, trying to do things in our own strength or the wrong use of resources.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this might sound a little bit similar to the whole God is my source and lack thing, but it's really not. It's actually talking about, hey... Well, it is actually talking about I'm my own source Mm -hmm. and I can do things. Yes. I've got this. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. When we think we have it, Uh, that is like, again, I am like could really go on a rabbit trail here. But a lot of times when we have some, maybe we've got some talent or we've had some success or maybe we're even viewing ourselves as not capable of doing something. So we're like, well, God couldn't bless me. Or if, you know, I've got this, I'm going to go forward. And one of, to me, one of the biggest indicators of pride is actually worry. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm worrying and I'm anxious, obviously I am looking at myself to solve a problem. Right. And not trusting in God. And we've been listening a lot to Kenneth Hagan Sr. He really has this down. Wow. He really <laughs> helps to knock that out. And then the final like bullet point that we've got here under Don't Limit God is contrary opinions. Take any limiting opinions or thoughts captive and set it aside. Mm-hmm.
0: This is really key. Um, actually, in the book of James... James says that there's four opinion sources. There's the world. So Mm -hmm. we definitely know that our our world's got some opinions going on. Yes, And then there is demonic. Mm -hmm. And then there's also our own mind. Mm -hmm. And our opinions form based upon our experience with our family or maybe Mm -hmm. our experience with religion uh, or education. Mm -hmm. And then there's the mind of God. So the opinions we're talking about that could be limiting would be those three mm-hmm. first ones. The worldly thinking, what does the world think? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you don't think you're really a guy, just be a girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like rename like, yourself. Oh my god. No, that's limiting. That's that's not going to work. No. Um so there's there's identity issues happening and there's even issues about about people like mm-hmm. we're seeing um, people that are are maybe uh, not loving and caring about what's happened in Israel. So there's all these different contrary opinions, but they're all coming from either the world driving something, the demonic, mm-hmm. which drives the world, that drives something, mm-hmm. or our own thinking that drives our, you know, gets clouded. But the key is, by the Holy Spirit, He helps us shine a light on something like, oh, that's an opinion that doesn't fit God's opinion. Right. Because God's opinion is actually connected to the word glory, mm-hmm. and it means his view, his opinion, so that he wants us to see, understand, and experience his reality. Mm-hmm. And people are walking around experiencing their own reality, the demonic reality, and the worldly reality. And so this is something where the Holy Spirit helps us take those limiting thoughts that would hurt our reality of mm-hmm. God, identify it, and pull it, pull it down
1: yeah, and say, no, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going right. to put this through the lens of Jesus' completed work. Yes. So good. That's is really good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah,
0: wow.
1: All right, uh, the third key is beyond ourselves. And so we've got a scripture. Well, actually, I've got two versions of this scripture to share with you. It's Deuteronomy 818, which if you've listened and <laughs> tuned into wealth builders, you've heard this before. But we might be presenting, you know, something in this that's a little different than what you're used to. So in the New International Readers version, mm. it says this, but remember the Lord your God. He gives you the ability to produce wealth. That shows he stands by the terms of the covenant he made with you. He promised it to your people of long ago, and he's still faithful to this covenant, his covenant today. That's good. And then from the New American Bible, it says this, Remember then the Lord your God... For he is the one who gives you the power to get wealth by fulfilling, as he has now done, the covenant he swore to your ancestors. Wow, this is amazing. This just goes back to, like, this is a foundational promise, a covenant promise from God. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it really is. And that's how God thinks. He thinks in in, um, covenant that is uh, connected by generation. So you have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. And if you take a look at these four generations, Mm -hmm. they each had a significance. So Abraham, which would be like the 60-year-olds and up, those are the influencers. Now you think about your own age and where you're at. By the time you're 60, you're probably helping others to grow and developing them in their stage of life because you've already pretty much made it in some ways, Mm -hmm. and you're an influencer. And that's how God designed it to be because... It, the help system trickles down. It's like cascading influence that goes down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the Isaac-type person, ages 40 to 60.
1: Can I just pause a moment yeah, on the sure. Abraham? You know, when we're talking about the topic of beyond ourselves, it's thinking like, okay, I definitely want, you know, my needs are going to be met. God's given, given us that promise. But you see people that they're only living for today, right? And this is really key because when you look at abundance through this mindset of like, I've got to think about this that goes beyond myself. I just wanted to mention with the Abraham, what the world is telling us is like, hey, once you are past 60, you retire, um, you go uh, you know, drink little Mai Tais by the ocean every day. Mm-hmm. There's The world is trying to tell us that when we hit that age, we just go into indulgence, basically. And you want to save so that you don't have to work, you don't have to do anything, and you just kind of, in a way, either indulge or you relax, you don't do anything. But in this, there the, the reality is, when you are hitting this age of 60 plus, you're actually in convergence. Mm-hmm. Meaning that this is really the most productive time of your life, which goes completely contrary to just retire and think of yourselves. I mean, how many... How many movies are like, um, nope, I'm just going to buy an RV. I'm going to spend all my money and kids, you're on your own. That's not biblical thinking, right? Plus it doesn't produce joy and happiness.
0: Yeah, that's true. and. There's also thinking that sometimes people think that, well, I'm kind of old and I'm going to get out of the way mm-hmm. of the, the young people. And, you know, I've had my I have day. nothing to
1: contribute.
0: Right. I'm just in their way. And so I'm going to step out when really the younger people beneath us, I say younger because that's.
1: Because <laughs> we're in, in that, that age group. <laughs> they, we're the Abrahams. They actually
0: need us. But it's not a forceful giving, right? It's like, how can I serve you? How mm-hmm. can I help you, so that you have a better experience, yes, and in, in your life? And, and I'm here to, I'm here to serve you. I want to help you out,
1: absolutely. So it's not
0: checking out; it's checking in. Yes.
1: Like, what do you
0: need? Versus checking out, like, hey, I'm kind of done, and you know, let let them. Work it through. Yeah.
1: And even just realizing that you've got so much value. I mean, the way that God has designed us, we really hit that age where we've lived a little, um, we've experienced things. And if our heart is in line with God, we actually want to take that experience, um, that wisdom, that time with God, and help impart that to the next generations to help them to carry on, you know, The kingdom of God, right? Mm
0: -hmm. That's right.
1: All right. So the next one is Isaac.
0: Yes, Isaac. That is the time period of age 40 to 60, and that's impact. You're having a big impact. You've got financial strength. You've had some learning. You've got some skills and abilities put together, and you're applying what you've learned from the time that you're in your 20s to 40s, which Mm -hmm. is your time of increase. That's where you're putting all this stuff together. Yes. And so you've got a big impact. And the Jacob part is the 20 to 40 increase. And that's where you're working on your skills, abilities, and your finances, and your wisdom moving forward.
1: And humility.
0: And humility. Yeah, (laughs) let's not forget that. (laughs) So the the bottom uh, of the generational element, the four generations, would be Joseph. Now, Joseph represents the zero to 20-year-old age group. And this is so important because it is where identity comes into place. It's identity of who you are, but it's more about the identity of knowing God and who you are in God. Mm -hmm. And that is where the enemy has come in without getting too far into that uh, idea that, that the enemy has come into um, the lives of our children and has tried to mess with our identity. Yeah, And that's so important because you have to establish that first because that goes with you into your years of increase, into your years of impact, into your years of influence.
1: Yeah, and it's and um, we've got this, like knowing God and who you are in God, who you are as a person, your calling and purpose of God in your life, your family, Uh, And David is a great example. And um, Dave, if you just want to share that, I think it's like really empowering because while we may not be in the Joseph generation, we certainly have children, grandchildren, or maybe people that we mentor or reach in our job that are in this age group. So can you just like give them a little insight into the age of David?
0: Sure. Well, David, it's even said that David probably wrote the majority of the Psalms uh, by the time he was age 14. Oh,
1: amazing. I can't
0: imagine that because when I was 14, my, my brain wasn't working
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, like that example in the Psalms. But here David is, he is a young guy doing the job that nobody else wants to really mm-hmm. do. He's out on the hillside tending the sheep. But Samuel, the prophet, hearing from God, is identifying him Mm -hmm. and telling him his identity. Mm -hmm. Even though his dad said, well, well, not him. I mean, here I got this other son. Yeah. So here David was a young guy, but God was already talking to him and his identity so that he could take his identity of knowing God and learning how to hear God and take that into his adult life Mm -hmm. and eventually lead as a king over all of Israel.
1: So amazing. So amazing! Wow. All right, so I know we've gone a little long here. This is just such a really important topic. And um, just to to refresh or to recap, uh, we've given you three keys to cultivating an abundance mindset. The first one is prosperity as a purpose. The second one is don't limit God. And the third one is Think Beyond Ourselves. So we are so excited, Dave, for the upcoming Wealth Builders Conference where we're going to be able to go more into these things in depth. Mm -hmm. So we just want to invite you. We'd love to have you there, or you can join us on live stream as well. To learn more about it, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. So again, we want to thank you so much for being part of the Wealth Builders family. Billy and Becky send their love to you. They can't wait to see you in February. If you ever have questions um, with anything with Wealth Builders, you can email us at info at wealthbuilders.org. And if you want to go in deeper into some of these topics, check out our website, Again, at wealthbuilders.org. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.